0: Hi, from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on Equestrian Legacy Radio.
1: This thing called love, I just can't handle it. This thing called love, I must get around it. This thing called love, it cries in a cradle all night, it swings, it jives, it shakes all over like a jellyfish, you kinda like it, a crazy little thing called love. There goes my baby, she knows how to rock and roll, she drives me crazy, she gives me hot and cold fever, then she leaves me in a cool, cool sweat. I gotta be cool, relax. I get hip, I get on my tracks, take a back seat, get I take a long, long ride on my motorbike until I'm ready. Crazy little thing go wrong. Gotta be cool, cool. relax, relax. get hip, get Get on my tracks, take a back back, seat, hitchhike, hitchhike. take a long, long long ride ride on my motorbike until I'm ready, a crazy little thing called love. This thing called love, I just can't handle it This thing called love, I must get around to it I ain't ready, a crazy little thing called love Crazy little thing called love
0: Well, good Thursday morning from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt, and we're starting things off with a crazy little thing called Love by R.W. Hampton. So this is going to be a great show today. Our first guest is Corinne Marie. She's coming to us from Colorado, and then in the second hour of the show, we'll be visiting with Ann Souders out in Texas, and she was is with America's Mustang, part of the Mustang Heritage Foundation. So that's all coming up today on Equestrian Legacy Radio. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Corinne Marie. You're listening to Equestrian Legacy Radio's Campfire Cafe, heard around the world, streaming live online and on demand at equestrianlegacy.net.
2: I'm glad to be anywhere, but there's a place I like the best On the chilly side of paradise, in the great and grand old west And I'm a lucky boy, that's where I'm from And that's where you can find me, when it's all said and done And I've seen the green of Tennessee The colored lights of a New York night Stood in a red sunset on the beach In Texas in the moonlight But nothing sets my spirit free And no other color can do Like the winds of old And Colorado Blue Say the old rock is rising Straight up through the cool blue air Simms that cold wild water running down To make you feel like a grizzly bear And at sundown I sit and watch him bleed comes so close to glory, not even in a dream. One night by the campfire light, we cooked up some rainbow trout. But she left me down around Pagosa Springs with a hook, still in my mouth, I remember the mountain. Like a bound to lose. It's the homesick, misty, sorry face. For the thrashing him his own you Well, you can call that skinny cowpoke at the end of the bar. Colorize. Colorado
0: Blue. That's a song from my friend Gary McMahon, Colorado Blue, and this young lady is a Colorado cowgirl, horsewoman, and singer and songwriter. And she is a multi-award-winning young lady who has many, many EPs and CDs to her name. I think we're going to be featuring her seventh CD today, one called Rambling Daughter. Corinne, Marin, Marie, welcome to the show. I'm going to get tongue-tied this morning. All right, (laughs) good morning. Good
3: morning, thanks for having me.
0: Well, glad to have you with us. It's been just over a year since you were with us the last time, and we featured your EP, Miles Per Hour, and now we get to feature of the brand new CD, "Rambling Daughter, another great one, and um, we're looking forward to sharing a lot of music with the audience out there all around the world, but before we get started with music from your CD, tell us a little bit about um, where you grew up in Colorado, and it's a fascinating story about how you got started into the music business, so share a little of that with yeah,
3: us. Yeah, I grew I grew up in a little town called Buena Vista, which is up in the mountains. So when I first moved there, um, I was four years old, and we had, I mean, just dirt roads everywhere, one stoplight. It's kind of grown up now, but since it's the heart of the Rockies, it's pretty amazing. And so that's kind of where I guess I got my start there, and it was so beautiful that Michael Martin Murphy decided to have a singing cowboy ranch just 15 minutes from my house.
1: And so he started
3: that up and it was a big, I mean, a big draw for tourists in the area. And so being a local singer, I got introduced to him and he invited me to come sing at the Cowboy Ranch um, with Patsy Montana's I Want to Be a Cowboy Sweetheart. He told me if I learned to sing that song, I could come out there and sing with him anytime. And so being nine years old, I was determined that I was going to (laughs) go sing. And so (laughs) my parents took me out there and the rest is kind of history now.
0: Oh, well, it is. And nine years old. Wow. Wow. Did you have any stage yeah, fright at like, nine years?
3: You know, I really don't remember too much of the situation. All I remember is my parents kind of preparing me that Michael may or may not remember me. And so I just I and I just took off. I got past security. I got past the fences. <laughs> I got past everybody and just went up and tugged him on the sleeve and just said, Mr. Murphy, I'm here to sing that song. and <laughs> Mind you, I don't remember any of this, but that's what they told me happened. And the next time they saw me, they said I was up there singing away.
0: Oh, wow. That is a great story. I'm probably more nervous
3: now than I am when I was nine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At nine years old, we just don't know better, I guess. But that is Yeah, you don't know who
3: that is. You don't know what you're doing. You just go up there and, you know, give it your all.
0: That's right. That is right. Well, that was the start of a long friendship with uh, Murph and with his family. And, uh, and that's been a pretty cool thing as you, as you've it's continued to grow. In yeah. Yeah. yeah now, and you, you people, have,
3: wonderful people.
0: You have done his, uh, cowboy Christmas tour with him. Um, did you do that last year as well?
3: I actually did not go last year. I went the two years before it was kind of, I graduated from college and Murph knew. And so he called me up and asked me to open and play in the band and, And so I got to do that for two years. I guess it would be 2014
0: and 2015. Yeah, yeah. Well, dealing with Murph and old Gary Roller and and some of the other (laughs) folks that perform with him. (laughs) Gary Gary Roller's a pretty good guy. guy. (laughs) He is. He is. I think the world of him. And another young performer. Musician that you met touring with Murph was Sean uh, Richardson, and um,
4: yeah,
3: he's,
0: he's doing a very well. In individual, that. yeah, he just kind of yeah, blows me fantastic. away.
3: Fantastic, he plays yeah. full time with and Vincent now, and it's just unbelievable the places that kid's going.
0: I'll tell you, no, no stopping him, and I don't think any stopping you. You're just absolutely fantastic, <laughs> and um, well, I, 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 I want to go ahead and get into the first song this is this is a song from the cd rambling daughter and it's one called home to me let's take a listen and when we come back well let's talk a little bit about this song and how this one came to be but this is home to me by corinne marie on the campfire cafe
5: What's your name? You're like the mountain air And I like the change You came to me On a summer breeze I know you don't know me But I think we're men
0: She's home to me. It is from her latest CD, Rambling Daughter. Great song, Corinne.
3: Well, thank you. That was a really fun one to record and to write, I have to say.
0: Well, tell us the backstory on this song, because I, I went back and listened to the last show that you were on, and uh, and there was some real fun backstories to some of the songs from Miles <laughs> Per Hour, Tell us about this song.
3: Well, this song kind of came about, um, I guess, maybe a year and a half ago or so. I met a couple ladies, and they were managing this young artist in Texas, and he was about to record his first EP, and so they wanted songs for him to record, and so he actually picked um, the song off of my EP, Miles Per Hour, called Back in the Day, and then they wanted him to have a duet, and so they wanted it to be a love story and all this good stuff, and... I'm really not very good at writing love songs. So it was kind of a challenge. But they wanted him to record it and me to sing it with him. And so I had to write something that I wanted to sing and that I thought would work out well. And so I kind of just, I don't, I don't want to say made it up, but I mean, I was home and I was trying to think about how I was going to write this love song. And I finally realized that the place I feel the most loved was right there at home. And I was like, you know, maybe that's what people are looking for when they're looking for love is, you know, some place... Kind of like home. And so it turned that, out that, the guy didn't even record my song, and so I had to do it. But
0: it worked <laughs> Oh, uh, gosh. That kind of reminds me of uh, um, the Trio CD, uh, Feels Like Home to Me. Are you familiar with that song? From uh, Dolly and Emmylou and Linda Ronstadt. They did a song, great song called um, Feels Like Home to Me off of their Trio CD.
3: Oh, yeah, I think I have heard that. How awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's great. That is great. Well, I was reading some of the notes from your website, and um, it said as you were preparing this CD, this was 16 years in the making as far as the songs that are on this CD. And uh, how how, how do you go about selecting songs for CD and – when you're writing if it took 16 years this was 16 years uh how long do you keep a song before you do something with it
3: you know i think it just all depends so that there's a track on this album i don't know if i've sent it over to you or not but it's called running from you and so that melody i've had for probably 10 years or so and i just was never able to put lyrics to this melody and so finally after having a conversation with my grandmother, she inspired the lyrics. And so, I mean, if it's something that I feel like is really good, I'll hold on to it as long as it takes for something to come out. And so kind of what I meant by the 16 years in the making on this is the album itself, Rambling Daughter. I wrote that song and I kind of was in a moment where I realized I'd been doing this for so long. And all the songs just kind of came from my life experience of being on the road. And that's kind of where that the song Rambling Daughter came from. And mm-hmm. so, I don't know, like all these songs I spent, I think I really, there's only one, I think, that was a few years old. And the rest of them were brand new. And I kind of just pulled from my whole last couple years of living. I mean, being, I'm 25 now, and so it's just kind of been I don't know life on the road for me. I graduated from college and I just kind of spent all my time on the highway and and writing music, playing shows. So it's been kind of, kind of exciting, kind of scary, but mostly exciting.
0: (laughs) Well, talk about talking about scary stuff. uh, You were, you were one of the finalists for the uh, Texaco country showdown. And uh, I think that was back in 2011 When that was held at the Ryman Auditorium, what was that experience like for you?
3: Oh, that was unbelievable. It really was because when I entered the contest, I really didn't expect to go anywhere, being a solo female artist playing cowboy music. And so I guess I worked my way up. And when I finally did make it to Nashville, it just kind of just was surreal I mean, my family came out, and I didn't really understand what was going on until I set foot on the stage. And all of a sudden, it was like I was shaking. (laughs) I couldn't breathe. I didn't (laughs) quite know how to handle it. It was like, this is really happening. Like, this is a real thing right now. Before, it was all talk. You know, they were running us through it. And I'm like, this will be fine. This will be great. I've got this. And then it happened. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is quite emotional.
0: Oh, wow, well, that's quite a stage to be performing on. It was
3: a great experience. It it really was and I think that's what kinda made my moment as I was standing on stage at the Ryman Auditorium, I was like this is it, like you know, it doesn't get much better.
0: No, it doesn't get much better than that. This year they're celebrating the one hundred and twenty fifth year of the Ryman Auditorium. Oh, wow. One hundred and twenty five years. So it's quite quite the historic place to be performing for a young lady that was had not even turned twenty at the time. So <clears throat> quite it an really
3: really i think i will probably cherish that forever i really will i, I watched the video on youtube and every so often and it's like that's pretty unbelievable like i'll probably i would look back on that it's probably one of my favorite moments of stage time
0: yeah yeah that is pretty cool that is pretty cool well let's get to another song and this one is uh, this is i really really like this song it's one called mountain water you want to tell us about this one
3: Okay, well, this song came about a couple of years, this is the one that I'd written probably three years before the album came out, and I went on this hike up to a place called Crunky Lake, and it's about a five-mile hike back up in the mountain and I was just having a moment. All my friends were getting married and having babies, and I kind of, am the girl that shows everybody the pictures of my dog, you know, everybody else has wedding photos and <laughs> baby pictures. I'm like, this is Rio, he's three, and he's adorable, and... And so I just kind of was having a little bit of a panic moment, and I hiked up to this lake, and I sat down on on the shore and just kind of, I don't know, stopped for a moment. And I was like, this is exactly what I needed to calm myself down and realize I just needed some time in the mountains, on the mountain water, and, you know, that it was going to be okay. Take my time, and life will work out how it's
4: supposed to.
0: And it will. And it will This is a great song It's Mountain Water It is from the CD Rambling Daughter And we're talking with Corinne Marie Today on the Campfire Cafe
4: Oh
5: the light of the sky Is bright tonight Though I've got lonely alone, but I feel found. I'm making my way to higher ground. I need a drink of mountain water. Nothing sweeter or taste to bother. It takes away all the worry and pain through my I should settle down, but I won't sit still or wait around. I'll take my time and wander on all of the things life. familiar string There's more to this world than
0: From the CD Rambling Daughter, and we're talking with Corinne Marie today on the Campfire Cafe. And you're quite the outdoor girl. you I talk about.
3: I do love the outdoors. yeah. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going back, and, and um, uh, you get out and you do some trail riding, and you do some hiking, and uh, something that I could never do: mountain climbing or rock climbing. And. Uh, <laughs> I love following yes. you on Facebook because you have so many photographs of you being outdoors with uh, one or two of your best friends, which, and they have long tails. Uh, so you-
3: <laughs> yes. You know, it's pretty, I feel pretty fortunate. My parents decided to live in such a beautiful place, and we do, we have amazing horseback riding. Um, The Colorado Trail obviously runs, I mean, probably less than three miles from my house is one of the sections, and so we can ride along that for days, and I mean, it's just unbelievable, and we do have um, the most 14ers in, I guess, two hours of my house in the state, basically, and so it is fun. It's a a challenge. It's not anything that, I mean, I do it for fun, but... (laughs) It's kind of, it's one of those reminders in life where you're like, this is really difficult. And I mean, you can't breathe. You, by the end of the day, it's like, I can't feel my legs. and but it's amazing. It really is. It gives you a whole different perspective on the world. I mean, not just your view, but for me, it's a reminder, you know, to keep, to keep going. Life's hard. There's mountains to climb everywhere. And so, it kind of just is how I, it's how I solve problems. It's how I... I don't know, just escape from the world a little bit. I love, I love my job. I love traveling around the country and meeting people and being a people person. But every now and then I just need, I need a day with my two best friends off in the mountains with no cell service. And luckily they are pretty happy to tag along.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they're good companions. They're good companions. Well, you did this. This is your second uh, CD recorded in Nashville. How was the Nashville experience yeah. for you?
3: It was unbelievable. I was hooked when I did that miles per hour EP. The whole atmosphere, just the experience was just kind of addicting. I mean, the guys that they hired to work on my album were just so good. They just were so into it. And so when I came back last October to do Rambling Daughter, it was the same the same feeling. We went down to Omni Sound Studios and that's where we recorded the six um, full band tracks and I mean it was just I can't even explain the feeling it was just kind of magical I mean these guys came in with open minds and open ears and really gave it their all and that just kind of it helps inspire me to keep doing what I'm doing because somebody else can be as passionate about my music as I am and and so I keep, I keep writing and I keep hoping that I can go back hopefully this year and do some more music just because it is so uh, great
0: That is great, well from the first time that you were in Nashville to when you were in town in October, how much did the city change? Did you get, did you get a chance to see a little bit of the city?
3: I did a little bit. I kind of, we ended up spending most of the time in the studio and then lovely. I I hear this from everybody, but Nashville is very unkind to my uh, allergies. And so I kind of spent a lot of time resting inside because I couldn't, breathe necessarily if I spent too much time outside but um basically I stayed on the outskirts of town um the guy that produces my albums he's (laughs) I guess in his 50s and doesn't really like to go out and about and I'm not quite brave enough to explore the big city on my own (laughs) (laughs) I come from a one stoplight town and that's kind of where my comforts are and so to explore I've been down Broadway a couple times and it's pretty amazing it really is
4: uh, I saw
3: explain where a few of the studios came down and then, uh, skyscrapers or high rises went in. And so I know it changed as far as that goes, but unfortunately I haven't got to spend quite as much time as I'd like there.
0: Well, you're going to have to stock up on allergy medicines and get out and explore the city just a little bit. <laughs> Nashville has truly become one of the it cities in the country and, um, between our music industry and between the uh, healthcare industry and and the automotive industry and all the other industries, Nashville has just grown by leaps and bounds. And and I think they said there were more uh, cranes on the skyline in Nashville than almost any other city right now. It just wow. continues to grow I- and. Yeah, it's crazy. I
3: believe it. That's what I've heard from everybody that's lived there, and some of my friends, even one of the girls that I grew up with, she and her husband just moved there. They're in the medical field, and so it is true. Everybody's going there. It's the place to be.
0: Everybody's everybody's coming to Nashville. I think they said there were about a hundred people a day moving into into a Nashville or wow. the Middle Tennessee area. You know, you don't necessarily live in Nashville, but you're in the in the in the burbs. You know, close enough to drive in. Well, I guess I better. But,
3: catch up at the time
0: (laughs) better better come visit (laughs) yeah come on down come on down well we've got some mountains back here the east east side of uh uh, nashville are going back up toward the smokies it's beautiful beautiful country and um but anyway enough enough of plugging uh nashville for right now let's do some more music
3: and this is
0: (laughs) one called the ride tell us about this one
3: so this song came about, so you're asking earlier how I pick songs or what I think would be good enough. And so I had about 15 or 20 songs to pick from, but I had nine that I really felt like went together and kind of made the album work, which are nine of the songs that I recorded. And so I knew I needed one more song to wrap everything up and to kind of complete this whole project. And so I really just sat down and started thinking about my career and where I've been and all the, I mean, the exciting things I've gotten to do. And I kind of had a moment where I was like, oh, my goodness, that's 17 years. That's just gone by. Like, it feels like I just blink. And so it was kind of one of those moments, again, where I was getting a little panicky and a little nervous and wondering what I should be doing and how to get there. And, and I realized I just had to stop and just take a breath and realize that I just needed to enjoy it as everything came along. And enjoy the ride of life and that's kind of when i was like there's my song
0: there's that song well it's another great song from the album rambling daughter and we're going to come back and talk more with corinne marie in just a moment on the campfire cafe
5: Once upon a time I was young Life had just begun And looking back now On my youth There was so much I forgot to do Days go by It feels like I've Been left behind The clock it runs while I walk, time is something I cannot stop Oh, la did da it'll be okay There's really nothing that i change la did da it'll be alright If I just enjoy the ride all the worry, and to not be tired when I get up early, all I did, it'll be okay, there's really nothing that i change, all I did, it'll be alright, if I just enjoy be one more day and one more night until we're out of time The snow will fall and the sun will shine Together they're an awfully pretty sight Oh I did done it'll be okay There's really nothing that I'd change All I did done it'll be all right. I just enjoy the ride Oh la It'll be okay There's really nothing that I'd change la dee It'll be alright If I just enjoy the ride Love I just enjoy
0: the ride. I love that. That's called The Ride. It's from the CD, Rambling Daughter. And uh, it's very reflective. You know, we get so busy. That we don't time to enjoy the ride and enjoy the things that are around us. You know, I sometimes I almost miss the sunsets. I get busy and you know, it's kind
3: of it's like, kind of the sad truth.
0: It is. So it's like it I is.
3: think it's kind of why the song came about too. Is it's like sometimes you do. You just have to stop and you know enjoy the little things.
0: Yeah, you really do. You really do. Sometimes when I'm traveling from one town to the other back here in Tennessee. Uh, I, I, I forget to look, uh, around me and, uh, golly Moses, we've got such beautiful hills and mountains, you know, we're hillbillies back here. So we, we have, uh, we have a lot of hills, you know, we have to go a little further east to get into the mountains, but, uh, just to take the time to look around and enjoy the things that are going on. Uh, love exactly. that song. Great, great, great hey, song. Great thank song. You
3: so much. <sighs>
0: What um how would you describe your music as I'm listening to your music and, and a lot of um, probably more the younger artists. And when I when I say younger artists, I'm talking the you know, 30s and, and, and under uh, performers today. I try to f- decide what their music should be called. How would you describe your music? <laughs>
3: You know, that's been a question I've been asking myself a lot because I I don't know. Um, Everybody, at least the producers in Nashville, kind of decided that maybe I fit more into the Americana uh, genre now, and I was kind of thinking maybe mountain Americana might be where it's at because I don't really know how else to describe it. It's, It's not quite commercial country, but it's not quite cowboy music anymore, but it's definitely, I mean, it's my music, so being in the mountains, and that's where the songs come from, I
4: kind of
0: feel like uh, I like that term, Mountain Americana. I like that. I like that. I, I just like to use the term good music, great music. But um, uh, <laughs> to me, a lot of the artists today, it's it's kind of more of a folk type. I guess that's what they're calling Americana today. Maybe the folk type so. music. You know, it's just got a great feel to it. And uh, it, it's certainly not. Contemporary country music, and and it's not the old cowboy music that you hear so much, but it's just a great sound. Yeah. And as as I told a friend of mine at WSM Radio the other day, some of these young artists should be played on every station out there. So you need to be getting airplay on WSM and all the other big stations you know, because I love it just every bit of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the way it should be that is the way it should be. So here is another song. uh, Well, I'll send some of your music to some friends that I know. Maybe we can get something out there. But um, (laughs) there's another song that I want to get to, and I really, really like the title of this one. It's September 1, and my birthday is September 1st, so that immediately caught my attention. And (laughs) So tell it's us perfect. about September one. Yeah, it was perfect. I thought, gosh, how'd she know? But uh, tell us about so, this song. So
3: this song's okay, well this song's kinda like it's not funny. It's not a funny song, but the way it came about was kinda interesting. So uh, one of the other songs on the album is called Something Sweet. And so mm-hmm. I'd met somebody, I think it was must have been the end of October and it was kinda funny, you know, it was he's a nice guy and so I wrote something sweet and I was like perfect, you know, I got a song from this. And then the next week, he stopped talking to me, and it was September first, and I was like, you know, here comes another song. <laughs> so I got a twofer off this guy.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, gosh!
3: Of of those deals where I was, I was in that mindset, and then I went for this hike around Twin Lakes, which is forty minutes from my house. And since it was the fall, everything was all the aspen leaves were golden. And so there's one spot on this trail where the aspen leaves have kind of gotten so tall where they just arch over the trail, and then the leaves were on the ground and. And so it was like literally this golden path I was walking on, and I just it kind of inspired me to go home and write a song about it.
0: Well, let's take a listen to this song. It's September one, and uh, she wrote this for me without knowing it. So we're talking with Grand Marie <laughs> on the Campfire Cafe. <laughs> Great song. Let's take a listen.
5: fallen, the days are short, won't be long, and I can't find my shelter from the storm. The grass is lost, it's gentle green, it's lover now in a frosted sea, and I can weather you. And I know and I can't get this by
0: September one, my new favorite song in all the world, and uh, that's <laughs> Corinne Marie" from "Rambling Daughter." Rambling Daughter. So your your music is just absolutely great. Uh, I loved uh, "Miles per Hour," and um, people need to find your music and they need to find you. And uh, let's see, you did the Santa Cruz Cowboy Festival again earlier this year, didn't you?
3: Yes, I did. We went out there in April. That's one of my favorite shows.
0: Yeah, that's, that's and a I will great. And I'll be great...
3: at the, uh, that's the Rio Doso Downs Cowboy Symposium they have in October. I think it's the first or second weekend in October. And then I'll be back out at the Heber City Cowboy Poetry Gathering in um, Heber City, Utah. And that's also in yeah. October, the end of October.
0: Those are two big ones, two great two great gatherings out there, and uh, people need to put that on their calendar. And you're also going to be performing, and we've got a lot of folks that are listening out in Colorado, and so you'll be at Stargazers Theater in Colorado Springs next weekend with the Flying W Wranglers. So a, a yeah, real opportunity for folks to see you then. Yeah, so um, that's, that's a pretty I'm cool little theater then. there, isn't it?
3: It's an awesome little theater. That's where we did uh, started Murphy's Cowboy Christmas Tour two years in a row, and then um, I'm actually supposed to open for Jack Ingram there also later this summer. And so it's kind of become my favorite little venue.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's an easy place for people to get to if they're uh, in several different states. They can get to Colorado Springs pretty easily and yeah. catch one of your shows. So that is cool. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go back and I'll also and pick be up, up
3: at Cheyenne Frontier Days. So, for anybody out oh, in Colorado,
0: wow. Wyoming area. Now, the Shine Frontier Days is in what?
3: A July. September. In of July. July? I'm in
0: okay. Yeah. All it right. and that, the 21st
3: to the
0: 30th. Okay. And that, that is a big deal out there, too. So, some great venues. What kind of venues do you enjoy playing the most?
3: You know, it kind of, it just depends. Um, I love, the, one of my favorite things about Colorado is that we've all these old opera houses and old theaters. And so they're just these intimate, cool little venues. Um, I'm supposed to be booking a show here soon at the Tabor Opera House in Leadville. And that is my favorite venue. There's so much history in that building. Um, so mainly because of that, I love, I love old venues because the acoustics are so great. And then I also <clears> love just I play every week at a guest ranch, and so it's about twenty to thirty guests. And those shows are so much fun because it's kind of like you really get to know everybody in the room, and it's really intimate and just a whole lot of fun. So everything—it just kind of depends. I mean, it really does.
0: Well, Colorado is such a neat state. And and by the way, have uh, I saw today that there's some fires that are going on in some areas that are being closed off. Uh, in Colorado. Have you seen any of the fires that are happening out there? And I know that no. they're having some out in Prescott too.
3: Yeah, I have not yet. I mean, the flames, we did a few years ago. I know there was a the start of a wildfire um, about 40 minutes from my house, but they were able to contain it pretty quick. So I haven't yet to see any, but hopefully they can manage that. They sure do a great job. To
0: well, keep the they do. Control yeah they do and and these fires are so devastating you know we had one here in tennessee up at uh, uh gatlinburg uh a few months ago yeah. and it was just yeah, so yeah. devastating to so many homes and businesses oh, and is. people displaced and and so our prayers go out to all the folks right now in the west that are that are dealing with these fires and i think i saw on the news this morning that there were like 21 different major fires that were taking place so um, yeah well we i'm actually on my
3: way to cedar city utah and they've got a huge fire there in Head and over pengwich and heroin so hopefully i yeah. get that that's beautiful country out there so yeah
0: it it really is so it's that time of the year where, where folks are dealing with the fires and uh and in some parts of the country with tornadoes and you know flooding's been going on so um prayers for those folks that are dealing with those fires right now and uh and and we hope that those contain quickly but uh anyway here's another song i want to get to and this is one we were talking about just a minute ago it's called something sweet and um <laughs> <laughs> so thank thanks that thanks thanks to that cowboy for inspiring a couple of songs right here so
3: yeah that's, that was his job for me <laughs> two good songs <laughs>
0: Oh really gosh! Well let's
3: <laughs>
0: Oh gosh! Well, let's take a listen to something sweet and come back and talk more with Grin in just a moment. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe on Equestrian Legacy Radio, heard around the world on your mobile device and streaming live online and on demand at EquestrianLegacy.net. Something sweet, Corinne Marie, and that again is from her album *Rambling Daughter*. So you'll want to pick that up. And your website is what, Corinne?
3: It is CorinneMarieMusic.com, dot com. C a r i n M a r i.
0: All right, Corinne. So it
3: people sometimes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that helps. That helps. And be sure to put the music on the end of that. But if you can just Google her as well and and find her there. And then it's Corinne Music on Facebook. So you can follow her there as well and, and keep up with uh, <clears throat> some of her great photographs that she posts about her hiking and her riding and her other activities. And so you are performing uh, on Wednesdays. Is that right? At Elk Mountain?
3: Yeah, I work every Wednesday night throughout the summer at Elk Mountain Ranch, so it's kind of a fun local gig. It's about 30 minutes from my house, and it falls perfectly in the middle of the week, and so I get to play other shows on the weekends and then come back and do that, and it's always fun.
0: Well, so folks that are vacationing out in that area can catch you up there. Uh, might want to check to make sure that you're performing there, but anyway, it's it's just great music, extremely talented, Neat young lady, and and loves the outdoors and and horses and dogs and and we're looking for the next love affair that will create a new <laughs> number of songs <laughs> for us to listen. Yeah, a new album. Uh, which 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 guy will it be? But anyway, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Well, you're you're such a great guest, and we look forward to having you back again. I'm glad it wasn't two years between the last time you were on the show so uh,
3: thank you so much for having me this has been great
0: well it is so much fun having you with us and uh look forward to seeing you in nashville so come back and and explore our city just a little bit and um have you played at the bluebird yet have you had a chance to do the bluebird in nashville
3: i have not but it is on my list of things to do i've heard it is so awesome and so next trip that's what i'm going to try and get in on
0: well, they'd they'd love having you perform there. So um, we look forward to seeing you maybe this fall or early winter uh, if you make it back into town. But anyway, it's Music dot com, and you can follow her on Facebook as well. You can get all of her music there, and then all of these um, CDs are available on what CD Baby and iTunes and and the other.
3: Yeah, if you want the hard copy, um, you can order them off my website, or if you do the digital downloads, and iTunes, and CD Baby, and Google Play, and all those uh, online media outlets. So,
0: all right, well, I would, I would get, I'd go for the hard copy. So, visit our website and order a hard copy, and you can enjoy all of that music and uh, take her on the road with you. So, Anyway, Corinne, great to have you with us. Do you want to tell us about the uh, title cut from the CD? We're getting ready to play that, Ramblin' Daughter.
3: Okay. Well, the title cut, this is kind of what inspired the whole album when I wrote this song. Um, I kind of wrote it about my life, and I wrote it about um, a lot of the powerful women that I have in my life that have hearts like mine and love, life on the road and love adventure and so I wanted to write a song to give back a little bit and then it kind of just turned into being the perfect little title track for me so this is for everybody this is for all the women all the people that just love love adventure and don't ever stop seeking that
0: all right well it is rambling daughter it is the title cut from the cd and corinne you have been a great guest look forward to having you back with us thank you so much
3: sounds good thank you well thank you have a good day
0: You too. Bye-bye.
5: Walk a mile in her holy shoes, you might see she's living life more than you.
0: Time for Saddle Up America on Equestrian Legacy Radio. And our special guest today is Ann Souders with America's Mustang. We're going to be back and talk with her in just a moment, but we want to thank our fine sponsors Legacy Benefit Group. For over 30 years, Legacy Benefit Group has helped businesses and individuals create, preserve, and protect their legacy. Now, we'll take a listen to a song by Mary Kay called Horse Lover, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Ann Souders on Saddle Up America, heard around the world, streaming live, online, and on demand at equestrianlegacy.net.
6: Grass a six bucks a bale now, back feet is up again. The beans and ramen noodles are the same. The shoe is wanting cash now, and grass is getting thin. But the pasture's starting back now from that rain Payments aren't too bad on my fancy two-horse land Sure as dandy hopping to the trail and I'm living in a single wide, To afford the things I can Just found another vet bill in the mail I'm holding on to the end of my road As long as I've got horses I've got hope i I've got one of those hard Don't beat to a drummer It just gallops along Cause I'm a horse lover Horse lover I am a Throw your leg over Horse lover It's a beautiful affliction A dangerous addiction But judge me not Drummer, it just gallops along, cause I'm a horse lover. Good morning, nickered from my friend. I know i done right to make the sacrifice, and in a heartbeat, i do it all again. I'm holding on to the end of my road,
4: as
6: long as I've got horses, I've got hope, Cause I've got one of those hearts that don't beat to a drummer, it just gallops along, because I'm a
0: Mary Kay's horse lover, and that describes our next guest, Miss Ann Souders, who is with America's Mustang. Hey, Ann, how are you?
7: Well, I'm good. I, I just need to say amen
0: <laughs> after
7: that song. <laughs> uh,
0: I thought that was an appropriate song to introduce you. So we met a few weeks ago at Rendezvous 2017, and one of the nicest folks— that you will ever want to meet is this lady Ann Souders, and dedicated to what she does and uh, and tell us a little bit about America's Mustang
7: well Gary I'd love to and we had a wonderful time there at the Loretta Lynn Ranch with y'all and I just want to thank you so much for having us and and having me today and uh, I love talking about America's Mustang we are actually a campaign off the Mustang Heritage Foundation And we just help raise awareness and provide education about our wild horses and burros, and helping them get into private care. And that's exactly kind of what we do. And I travel around uh, a lot of different events. Most of them have been horse events. But um, I travel around events and help educate people about the American Mustang, share my passion and hear their stories and um, how they've changed their life through a wild horse. And that's a huge blessing for me.
0: Well, tell us a uh, tell us a little bit about the Mustang Heritage Foundation and and what its okay. purpose is.
7: Okay, I would love to. The Mustang Heritage Foundation is a foundation off the Bureau of Land Management, and uh, right now they're based in Georgetown, Texas. And it is a program and a foundation that helps with programs that helps. Our main goal is to get wild horses and burros adopted in private homes and private care. And we do all types of events, and the one that, where everybody's most familiar with is the Extreme Mustang Makeover, which we have trainers that apply and are accepted to be a trainer in this, and then we, they get together with wild horses. They have approximately 100 days to gentle them, train them, and bring them back to a competition. And that is absolutely amazing. It's life-changing for not only the horse, but for the trainer and the riders and all of us that get to go. And Mustang Heritage, that's probably their um, event of fame, I would say, that we've had the most um, success with. And actually, Gary, right now we have adopted over 9,000 Mustangs and Wild burros into private care in the 11 years we've been started.
0: Oh, wow, wow. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm talking with some folks this past week because they knew that you were going to be on the show and some of the questions that they have, uh, pertain to, uh, how many Mustangs do we have today, both on the open range and in holding facilities?
7: Okay. Right now we have, well, right now we have over 67,000 out on the range. And in, oh, wow. in holding facilities, yes. And and that's going up as we're talking, because you know, life happens. And then mm-hmm. in the off range facilities, we have around forty six thousand.
0: Wow. So we,
7: we have a lot wow. more to get adopted out, but that's what we're here to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well of course everybody loves the symbol of the American West and that's that's the wild Mustang. And um yeah. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I was going through, through your website this week, America's Mustang website. And, um, uh, I, I think I told you the other day, I started watching a little hour video. I was going to watch <laughs> like just a few minutes yeah. of it. And then once I started, I had to stop everything I was doing and just watch the whole thing. But the, um, uh, wild horse, Annie was kind of, uh, instrumental Mm -hmm. in bringing attention to the to the plight of the american mustang uh i think probably back in what about 1959
7: and uh yes that's when it all kind of started yes yeah and she was the one that was really instrumental in helping our laws get changed to protect them
0: yeah because there was there was a lot of uh, uh there were a lot of abusive practices that were in place back in, in at that period of time and uh the way that the mustangs were collected and then just um sold yeah. off i i guess for slaughter for dog food for 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 whatever during that period of time
4: mm-hmm. And,
0: yes. and then and then things kind of changed what was it about 1971 when the wild horse um yeah uh what, what's the name the wild for that horse law act went in effect. yeah wild, horse, wild act horse act, went, act into-
7: went into effect to help preserve them and um, take care of them and manage them which is what is one of the priceless things that i get to help educate about because um It's not only Mustangs out on the land. You know, we have other wildlife, and um, so we need to manage the lands to help them. And that's where Mustang Heritage comes in effect, where when Mustangs get brought in, when they get too abundant and they get brought in by the government, the BLM, then we have the pleasure of introducing them to what I like to say real freedom into someone's home and private care. And I'll tell you, Gary, I've had the great experience of getting to have Mustangs myself. And I I think I already told you that um, like the video you watched on our website, Mustangs are very contagious. (laughs) So once it gets in your blood and gets going, it's kind of like laced potato chips, I guess. You can't just have one.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
7: um, the more you learn, the more you want to learn, and the more you get involved just the better it is. And I think that's one of the greatest things. Anybody can get involved to help us. You don't just have to adopt a Mustang to help Mustang Heritage or America's Mustang to be involved. So that's one of the really great things that we can do. Everybody can be a part of it.
0: Well, that's true. Instead of, you know, if you can't, if you're not in a situation where you could adopt a Mustang where you don't have the land or the facilities or feel like you don't have the the uh, knowledge or ability to work with a Mustang, you can make donations to help, yeah. and uh, and that's a yeah. that's a big important piece of uh, of the whole thing is is providing funds. You know, one of the misconceptions that that I think a lot of people have is they don't understand that the the management of the rangelands uh, doesn't just include the wild horse population, but as you mentioned, it, it's the wildlife, uh, it's the grasses. Yeah. Um, and one of the mm-hmm. things that happens, and I, this was a very, this was a great video that I watched. I would encourage everybody to go visit the website and take a look at that. Uh, but there are a certain number of areas that are designated for wild horses. And then there's a, there's a yeah. number of horses, that would be allocated to those lands so if that population increases uh uh, above the allocated uh uh, number of horses then the gatherings take place and 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 the horses are brought in and made available for adoption so
7: right
0: um, yeah uh, it's kind of a thing like we have to. great thing
7: about america's yes that's a great thing about america's mustang is we get to help educate people because most, you know, Gary, some people, they don't even know there are wild Mustangs. And so I get to help educate them, not only about the horses, but where they come from. And that, that's really what's vital because we as American citizens, we are the ones that we're paying for them. And so the more we can get adopted into private care, then just the better it gets. And in my opinion, you learn so much from them, and I know my Mustang just have taught me so much. That's the great part. And we have so many great trainers involved, and I've got to watch them over the 11 years um, really grow. And I, I really truthfully can say watching them participate in the makeovers every year, they get better and better because the horses make us better as we learn. You know what I mean?
0: I do. I do. I do. We can yeah. learn so much from our horses, and uh, that can can uh, affect us in so many different parts of our lives. It's just pretty amazing. As somebody said <clears throat> to me the other day, "I don't know any other animal that has the same effect on people as a horse does." Um, <laughs> not 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 even our puppy dogs. And I love my puppy dog, but horses are just kind of yeah. special. They are kind of special.
7: Yeah, they are. Well, I have
0: another song that I picked out just for you, and this is Ooh. from, I think, a mutual friend of ours, a young lady named Kristen Harris, another Texas girl, and uh, it's one that she did called the Mustang Waltz, and when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit about the extreme Mustang makeovers and what it is that happens and uh, what people can see when they come and uh, experience an Extreme Mustang Makeover Challenge. So let's take a listen to the Mustang Waltz from Kristen Harris and come back and talk more with Ann Souders on Saddle Up America.
4: She's
5: mucking stalls, but she will. Whiz- Souls are called and hoof beats are heard rapidly From the past
0: Kristen Harris, the Mustang Waltz. And Kristen is the Mustang owner. I think Kristen has a couple of Mustangs, Ann.
4: Yes, she is. Yes, she is. And I believe
0: believe she told me one time that uh, she had competed in the Mustang Challenge uh, at some point. So she's quite the. I'm not
7: sure about that, but I, I know her and I just. I love it that she not only rides them, but she writes and sings about them. That's just wonderful.
0: Yeah, well, it is, and she's a she's a real horse lover and a real horse woman. And uh, if she'll just quit doing some of those tricks that she's learning to do with her horses, it would <laughs> it would make me feel more comfortable. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about the Extreme Mustang Makeover and. Uh, um, there, these take place all over the country, and I know yes, that I watched do. some of the activities I think from Reno last week. We just had a Mustang makeover in Reno, and uh, and you've got yeah. one coming up this next weekend, July the 6th through the 8th, that will be in Lexington, Kentucky, at the beautiful Kentucky Horse Park. But, um, Talk to us a little bit more about what happens. How do the how do the trainers uh, go about selecting their Mustang to work with, and then um, what is it they do with them, and what can folks see when they come to an extreme okay. Mustang Maker? Well,
4: them?
7: the really amazing thing about this is it, it's really magical, Gary, and I'm excited that you're going to get to participate and come be a part and watch in Lexington, you'll get to see for yourself, but with approximately 100 days, these trainers kind of go from wild to mild, and we have trainers that come all across the United States, and that just shows you what a great Mustang family we have that they believe in what we do, and um, they, they apply and get accepted to be a trainer, and they, like with the one in Lexington, they're given a number. And then when they go pick up their Mustang, then they pick the Mustang that has the same number. So okay. you, many times you don't know what Mustang you're getting to, you get there. There's some events that you do, but um, not like in Lexington and the majority of them this year. And then they have approximately 100 days to gentle and train these Mustangs, bring them back to wherever it is, like next week it'll be in Lexington, and then they will perform with their Mustang. Do several events. They do um, some in-hand, on um, an in-hand event where they pick their feet up and load in the trainer trailer and halter and um, things like that that go on. Each event gets just a little bit more intense. Goes to trail riding, and they do some maneuvers. And then they get to pick a top ten. And then after the top ten is picked, that top ten get to do a freestyle on Saturday night and it's a wonderful event that we do the extreme listening makeovers like the one in Lexington everything is free of charge to everybody until the final on Saturday night and um, you have to have a ticket to get in and then all the trainers that were in the top 10 they will do a freestyle and we have judges and then we pick the winner and everything's announced and right after that then all of the Mustangs that were in the competition, in the adult competition, they go up for adoption. So if you come, bring your horse trailer because you never know <laughs> one of these might grab your heart. Oh
0: <laughs> uh, Gosh. Now, now I think that you mentioned to me the other day, and I, and I was in an extreme Mustang makeover in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, several years yes. ago. But it seems like there were a lot of young people that were competing, and I think they compete with, what, long yearlings?
7: Yes, they do. They do. And okay. they, they are rock stars, let me tell you. that Watching the youth, what they do is absolutely amazing. And I love watching the transformation of not only the Mustang, but of that youth throughout that 100 days. It's really something to experience and see.
0: Now, now these, and I think you told me that, I think you told me the other day, if I'm not mistaken, there were going to be 40 youth that would be competing in Lexington. Yes,
7: there's almost 40 youth. Yes, yes, yes. And because they have um, yearlings or two-year-olds, they don't ride them. But let me tell you, what they do with those horses in 100 days is absolutely amazing. And I know you are going to have a wonderful time
1: watching. Well, it. I'm looking really forward good.
7: to. It. I'm looking
0: forward to it. It seems to me that that if I recall, they were they were having horses standing on pedestals and going through maneuvers and
4: yes. and uh, laying yes.
0: down and uh, you know what what these kids are doing with these young horses in just a hundred days' time mm-hmm. is just yes. pretty amazing. And I and I'd have to agree. They are the rock stars of this. Um, they are. so as, as people are competing and going through the, uh, the uh, different classes with the horses, and then at the end of the event, uh, you have a live auction, uh, for folks to be yeah. able to, to bid on the horses and, um, yeah. another-
7: on the adult horses.
0: On the adult horses okay so what happens with the with the youth's horses do they take those home with them or what do oh. they do
7: yes they do yes okay that that's tough trying to take a yearling away from a youth let me tell you <laughs> so well i couldn't take believe that take yeah the yearlings home with them yes so well, that is uh that it and it's really amazing they all go up for adoption and anybody can bid and be part of it. When you get there, you go to the BLM booth and you fill out your sheet and get a bidder's number. And I always advise people, don't be wishing you would've. Just go ahead and do it, because you just never know. Miracles happen, (laughs) so.
0: Oh gosh, well, I I got tickled. I told my mother the other day that I was going to Lexington next week to the uh, Extreme Mustang Makeover and described a little bit of what Hmm. happened. Uh, what happens and she said you do not need to come back with a mustang gary and i said well <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> uh, oh gosh so i didn't make any promises but um uh, but anyway it's it's pretty cool now <laughs> i i think some of these um I, probably some of these adult trainers get a little bit of a tear in their eye don't they when the mustangs go up for adoption oh they do yeah. They do. And, and
7: you know, yeah. you've built that bond with them over a hundred days. And that that's amazing in itself, but um what it really does is I think it just opens them if they adopt their horse out, that opens them up to do it again.
0: It does. And and if I'm not mistaken though, they they are eligible to bid on the horse they've trained if they'd like, aren't yeah. they?
7: Yes, they
0: are. And sometimes that happens. So Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would think that some people would get so attached that they just have to get involved in the bidding themselves. And that's okay because, um, its they've, they've built that connection with their with their horse. And so that's all right. I, I think that, um, Paula Carr was on the show a few months ago and she was telling me about, um, Uh, What is the city in California that's such a horse-friendly city? Norco. Norco. Norco, Norco,
7: California.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I believe she told me that the mayor of Norco got the MasterCard from the city, their credit card, and ended up bidding $50,000 to take home a Mustang, and they made it the city uh, mascot. Yes. So that that was that was that was pretty cool. That may be a top bid for Mustang. I don't know, yeah, but I, um, I think it is so far. Yeah, yeah. And so far is the, is the key word there. So far, there there may be more that go for more <laughs> than that. What happens? What? How are the funds used from the um, uh, uh, from the well, auction? Everything Does goes that back, go? To- it,
7: everything. Yes, it goes back into Mustang Heritage to have more events and help get more. Uh, of america's mustang into homes and private care so everything goes right back into keeping up our foundation and being able to do this again and one of the highlights to me gary is showing people what these horses can do i every year at an event I, i still get teary when i watch them out there with the trainers Doing watching their horses. This past weekend in Reno, I, I stood there watching a trainer that I know very well and watching her go through all the maneuvers, and my eyes all swelled up with tears because I, I know the time she spent and the bond she built with that horse. And I was watching that horse cross bridges and go through noodles and, and back up and side pass over things, and that was in a 100 days. Wow. And I, I never get tired of it.
0: Wow. Well, that is, that is just too exciting and, and to see, and, you know, you've, and, and you shared a story with me the other day and you don't have to name any names and maybe go into whatever detail you'd like, but it was, it was a story that you shared with me of a a lady that had lost a child and what the effect that a Mustang had on her life after that. Could you share that story?
7: And I will. Um, A few months ago, America's Mustang did a My America's Mustang story contest, and we had people who had America's Mustangs write in, 500 words or less, a story about them and their Mustang. And a lady wrote in and told how she had lost her daughter, and her daughter and son were in an accident, and she lost her daughter, and her son was in the hospital over six months. And she went through all of the grief and was struggling with this. And a friend had asked her to come help her at this barn to help clean stalls and stuff. And she was not a horse person. And so she went and for some reason she said, I went back and she went back and she started building a bond with this gray mustang named Dodger and ended up in the long run being able to adopt this horse. And I've heard her many times say he helped absorb her grief. And that just wow. really touched my heart. And Gary, the greatest thing is she just competed in a Mustang challenge that was a sixty day challenge and won many ribbons on this new oh. Mustang that she had used for the challenge. Isn't that awesome?
0: That is awesome. That is awesome that is awesome well it's uh uh it's just amazing the relationship that people have with horses and it's amazing the kind of work that mustang heritage foundation and america's mustang and the extreme mustang makeover uh, challenges uh, have and affect people's lives and, <clears throat> and i've seen stories of um Uh, People who have been affected, their lives have just been affected and touched so much by the horses that they've adopted. And uh, it's pretty awesome. So we're helping to preserve America's wild Mustangs and change people's lives at the same time. And it just doesn't get much better than that, I don't think. Just doesn't get
7: much better. No, it doesn't. You're absolutely
0: Mm -hmm. right. How many of the extreme Mustang challenges? do you guys put on during the course of a year?
7: Well, last year we did 10 because it was our 10-year anniversary. But this year, I believe we're doing six. Okay. So, and the final one every year is in Fort Worth. This year it's September um, 14th through the 16th in Fort Worth at the Will Rogers Coliseum. And, uh, Gary, I'm inviting you. I'd love you to come
0: i just put it down on my on my notepad so i've got the dates down on there so All right. I, I would love to do that and i'm really tell. really looking <laughs> well i'm looking forward I to being you, in I'm lexington yeah i am i'm making plans there so right. <laughs> uh, that would be an awesome event we had while we were at uh while we were at rendezvous Um, at Loretta Lynn's a few weeks ago, another good friend of ours, Fred Wall was there and did demonstrations with his horse, Blue, that he adopted. And, um, you could tell from the, uh, from the audience there that a lot of those folks were touched and, and, uh, were so impressed with, uh, what these Mustangs are able to do and, and the bond that Fred has with Blue, uh, is just pretty amazing, as well, so um, people people need to get involved. Where after Lexington, where is the next Mustang? Uh, the Mustang next one Challenge? going
7: to be in the state of is going to be in the state of Washington, and then in September we will be at Fort Worth for the it's called the Player's Choice this year, and it's our final Extreme Mustang Makeover of the year. But we will also have a booth set up at Cheyenne Frontier Days in Cheyenne, Wyoming. So I'll be out there in July, too.
0: All right. All right. So that'll be great. Well, I, I, if I remember correctly, I yeah. think our first guest said she would be at Cheyenne Frontier Days this year. So um, well, awesome. you may need to get Corinne to adopt a Mustang during Frontier Days. So some pretty big events. Well, you are, you're such a neat, neat lady and, uh, looking forward to seeing Paula and some of our other friends up in Lexington this next week. So if you are listening and you're anywhere in the Southeast and can make it to the Lexington, uh, Kentucky horse park, you can take part in the extreme Mustang makeover. I'm sure that you're going to be impressed and we'll have a great time and, uh, we'll encourage you to bring your trailers and your checkbook with you <laughs> or, or get the city's mastercard charge or credit card and bring with you. So that, that would be, that'd be a pretty cool deal. Um, yes. Any final thoughts that you'd like to leave with us about the Mustang and how people can get involved? Maybe the websites. Well, I, if they wanted. I
7: would like to, the website, you can go to the Mustang Heritage Foundation and to their website, or um, you can, uh, that is uh, mustangheritagefoundation.com, or you can do the extrememustangmakeover.com. I'm sorry, it's mustangheritagefoundation.org, and okay. extrememustangmakeover.com. And if you go to extrememustangmakeover.com, you can click on events and go to Kentucky, and you can pull up a schedule so that when you come, okay. you'll know what you get to see.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'll encourage people to do that, and I'm going to have to do that myself so I can see what the schedule is. But um, look forward to doing that. So I would encourage folks to come on out. Lexington, the the Kentucky Horse Park is just phenomenal. And uh, plan and leave a little time to visit the horse park while you're out there and then catch all of the activities and the competition that's going on with the uh, Extreme Mustang Makeover Challenge there, and that's July the 6th through the 8th, so that's this next weekend. A lot of people are yes. off for the holidays, and so yes. that would be a great place to spend your holiday. And um
7: Well, Gary, something magical is going to happen there. I just feel it. Here we are in the Kentucky Horse Park at the All Tech Arena with a piece of our American heritage. It It just doesn't get better than that.
0: No, it doesn't. It does not. We we'll look forward to seeing it. When will the When will the uh, children be doing their the kids? I'm not going to say children. The kids. When will the kids be doing their competition?
7: I don't have the schedule for me, but I believe it's on Friday. And um, but you can look up in the schedule when you go to ExtremeMustangMakeover.com and then Lexington. It will tell you on there. I believe it's Friday, and um, it okay. starts Thursday at three. And so then it goes through Saturday evening. So we okay. just love to have right. you come.
0: And Gary, I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Well, look forward to seeing you there. And uh, uh, Paula, and are you bringing Jim with you?
7: Yes. Yes.
4: Bring him All, here right. With you.
0: All right. All right. All yeah. right. He's such a neat guy. I'm looking forward to seeing him again as well. So, anyway, visit the websites. Visit their Facebook page. And, uh, uh, if you're concerned about the wild horses, our, our Mustangs, you can get involved and, uh, uh, don't complain. You can help do something. And, uh, if you can't yeah. adopt, you can always make a contribution and you can make contributions right from the website as well. So, and look forward to seeing you in just a few more days. And do you have big plans for the fourth?
7: No, I don't. I I travel so much that it's, it's just nice being at home. And you know, Gary, I live in Paradise. With my <laughs> that's husband true. my husband. It just doesn't get better than that. <laughs>
0: that's, that's true. How did Paradise, Texas get its name? Do you know?
7: No, I don't. I, I guess I just look out my front door and figure out, well, that's why. So...
0: <laughs> Oh, uh, gosh. Well, I'll have to research that. I guess because you live there, it's paradise. So that's that's good enough.
4: <laughs> Bless enough. your heart.
0: Oh, well. Well, Listen, Ann, thank you for being with us and sharing information about America's Mustang and the Mustang Heritage Foundation and the Extreme Mustang Makeovers. And thank you guys for the work that you're doing to help find homes for these uh, uh, symbols of the American West. And uh, we we'll look forward to seeing you in just a few days. Thank you so much.
7: Thank you, Gary. Bye-bye. All right.
0: Bye-bye. All right. Well, it's been another good show today on Equestrian Legacy Radio. Our first guest was Corinne Marie from Colorado, and great music with her, and Ann Souders with America's Mustang, such a super, super woman. If you don't do anything else and you just want to meet one of the nicest folks you ever met, come up to the extreme mustang makeover in lexington next week or hit one of the other events that are coming up uh, where you can see ann and visit the mustangs and take part in that as well so we want to remind you that if you'll tune in sunday morning you can catch our show with belinda gale blessed trails with belinda gale begins at nine o'clock on sunday morning And then we are back next week for Equestrian Legacy Radio's Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America. And uh, we're kicking off July. We'll be featuring some of the great old Western movies and some of the music from those great movies that we all remember as we've grown up as children. And our special guest next week will be Cheryl Rogers Barnett. That's Roy and Dale's daughter. And she's gonna give us some insight about the movies and what it was like to be on set while they were filming those. And we'll talk about some of the uh, things you may not know about some of the songs and what kind of an effect that they had as well. And then we'll be joined by Backcountry Horsemen of America on Saddle Up America. And all of that begins next Thursday, starting at noon central time. And we'll remind you that all the shows are archived. So if you wanna go back and listen to those anytime, you can do that. And you can listen on your smartphone as well as on your computer anywhere in the world. We want to remind you, as always, if you climb in the saddle, get ready for the ride on Equestrian Legacy Radio, heard around the world, streaming live online and on demand at equestrianlegacy.net. And we'll close the show today out with a great song from our friend Mary Ann Kennedy. It's one called Spirit Horse. Thanks for listening.
6: to that place where my soul can soar